the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward Weiss, and Ryan Fox. And good morning. Welcome to Monday. This is game time. Your first word in sports on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ryan Ward with the day off today, so I uh, will. I uh, will just. We'll carry on without Ward Whites on this Monday morning with plenty to get to today. Uh, first of all, good morning, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing well. How was your Christmas time? It was great. Terrific. We appreciate it. Uh, had uh, had great time. Great time. Uh, but, you know, it, it feels strange. We took Friday off uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, to celebrate Christmas. And number two, we we were in Fort Worth and uh, at at the Armed Forces Bowl and and did all that and just so Friday we 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 were off and then but it feels like we have it feels like there's a ton of things that have happened since we've last were with you on Thursday and in reality not really but that's what it feels like so we're we're going to cover a lot of things and we're going to backtrack we'll backtrack to the football game. The Armed Forces Bowl, the Lockheed, and I'm still freezing, by the way. Have you ever in your entire life been that cold? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think there's been many occasions to where the second you step outside, you can't feel your hands or your face or anything like that. Well, I'm telling you, my face would, when, when the wind was blowing, your face hurt. It burned. Yes, it, it did. It, it was it was that bad. And I a salute to those who sat out in it, no pun intended, the Armed Forces Bowl. I just thought about that. But seriously, there was, I don't know how many were there, but there were there were several thousand. Oh, yeah. On both sides, too. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, there's no way that this there's going to be people there when the game's on, on television, on radio, whatever you want. But there were. There were people in the stand, and I was like, Holy moly. What was it? Like minus three or something like that? Wind chill to kickoff? Yeah. Coldest game in Baylor football history? Yeah. And as the wind kept blowing, I mean, the gusts were up to like, what, 40 miles an hour? Oh, yeah. It, it felt like negative teens. Watching those those poor punters punt those rocks known as footballs into the wind, it was brutal. It just instantly died. It the did. Air. There was nothing they could do about it. We were talking about it in the press box. Do you go for it? Do you just say, you know what? Into the wind, there's no – I don't care if it's fourth and 14. We're not punting. I, but, you know. And then with the wind, the ball would go about 9 million miles. <laughs> I mean, it, it just did. So we'll, we'll, We're going to talk about Baylor football. We'll get into the Cowboy game. What was your overall impressions of the Cowboys Saturday night? Well, I think defensively, I think they're just still feeling the effects from the players they've lost due to injury. And, of course, the corners, Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis gone for the year from their er injuries earlier. Leighton Vander Esch was out. Sam Williams, the rookie who had that little car accident a few days before, they lost him with the pass rush. So just all those missing key players on defense, it's it's still biting the Cowboys because all the players – How many sacks? None. Yeah, and then – 
on top of that, all the players that are replacing those starters, most of them are rookies. They're players that are inexperienced, and they're just, you know, taking their lumps. So, and the Cowboys defense definitely took their lumps on Saturday. There's no question. There's no question. Philadelphia's offensive line was better. Philadelphia's defensive line was better. Uh, you, normally, when you are dominated like the Cowboys, in my opinion, were up front, you lose the game. But because Philadelphia turned it over four times, you win the game. Now, I'll say this, and I want to I talk about this because I think this can create some debate on what to do. The Cowboys, when they had to get a stop, absolutely had to get a stop, they got a stop. And that was the last drive of the game. When Philadelphia knew exactly what they had to do, they had, what, a minute and 41, one timeout, and they had to go score a touchdown. They had to go score a touchdown. Now, there's a lot to get into. Lot to, lot to, I want you to be thinking about this. Cowboys had the ball, what, inside the five? Yes. And then it was fourth and goal. And then they took the delay game on purpose and moved back and kicked the goal. So... I want you to think about this. When the Cowboys had the ball inside the five, they lined up to try to draw. They had inside the five. Did you? Would you have blamed them if they would have gone for it? Absolutely not. Me neither. Not, we, we could talk about this. There's a lot of things that are racing through your mind. Uh, and if you go back and look at, at, at it, first of all, numbers don't lie. They, they just don't. Uh, and if you go back and look at the numbers, it was – look, Philadelphia – every meaningful statistic, Philadelphia was better than the Cowboys with a backup quarterback. I mean, they were. Look look at third down conversions. Uh, well, they were even at third down conversions, but look, look total offense, yards per play, uh, all – you know – uh, all of those type things, uh, in 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 most, I said all, but in most because red zone Philadelphia football team was better. The the Cowboys forced how many punts? None. None, zero in a football game. And in fact, I think if you go back to the Jacksonville game, the opponent has punted one time since the halftime of the Jacksonville game. So in six quarters, one punt. In four quarters against Philadelphia, no punts. So with that, with your ability not to stop Philadelphia, balls down inside the five, do you go for it? Do you go for it? And if you get it, you win. You win. It's a guaranteed win. If you don't, you're going to force them to go, what, 55, 60 yards to get into field goal range. And that's that's about a 55-yarder. And then, of course, they're going to have to go the full length of the field to score the touchdown to win. A, a field goal ties it and forces overtime. But I get it. I mean, if you think about overtime, are you comfortable going to overtime? I'm not. No, definitely not. So, there, there's, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can look at the Cowboy game. You know, do you roll the dice and go for it and try to get the win? Make And, and if you don't, force them to drive the – you know, 55, 60 yards to kick a tie and field goal. But what they elected to kick the field goal, go up six, force the Eagles to to score 
and they were not able to do it. I mean, look, the Cowboys, now they drove deep. (laughs) They're throwing to the end zone four times, uh, but they just couldn't do it. They, they they just didn't execute it, and Cowboys come away with, what, a 40-34 win. Correct, and that's after losing 40-34 to in the previous week. So, yeah, nice bounce-back win after that. I mean, that, that Jacksonville loss was just ugly in every possible sense of the word, but, you know, a nice bounce-back win against your rival, and, you know, you got, you got a chance here. That, that's a good momentum boost for this team, beating their rivals. Well, I want to get into that next. Uh, we're going to take the break right here, and then I'm going to come back, and I want us to talk about – what did the win do for the Cowboys? Yeah, they win 40 to 34. Also coming up on the program, we'll we'll talk about Baylor. Uh in in fact, we'll, we'll, Jerry Hill's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk some Baylor football, some Baylor recruiting. Um men's and women's basketball played last week. They've got games this week uh before conference play begins on New Year's Eve. So there's a lot of stuff going on. We'll get to that with Jerry. Uh, so all kinds of stuff going on this morning as uh, we uh, we talk Baylor football, Cowboy football. We kind of put a bow on the Baylor football season. We'll do that. And, and Dave Aranda, uh, you know, met with the media afterwards. He also met with with uh, on, on, he appeared on the on the uh, Baylor Sports Network, Baylor Radio Network from Learfield, and uh, Ricky Thompson and, and JJ Joe and, and John Morse. Uh, they they you know. Uh, Talked with uh, with Dave Aranda after the game, and, and and Dave expressed his disappointment. Just the production on offense, and just the uh, uh, lack of execution in the run game. Uh, a lot of credit to Air Force. They're where they needed to be. They were multiple in what they were doing, and uh, they made the plays when they needed to. I think for us, just offensively, to. Uh, to play our best ball, it starts with the run game, and we really lost that identity tonight. Dave Aranda, uh, and, and we'll hear more from Coach Aranda uh, in this in our morning show today. So, uh, lots of things going on. Hey, want to thank everybody that was a part of our broadcast. Uh, we, we started our broadcast what Tuesday afternoon with Matt Mosley at uh, up in Fort Worth at the Team Hotel. Then the morning show was there on Wednesday. Uh, Mosley again Wednesday afternoon. Thursday morning, uh, we uh, we were back at the hotel broadcasting when the storm came in. <laughs> Boy, you could hear it uh, while we were, you know, in the closing moments of the show Thursday morning. And you could see, like, you know, the windows, you know, it, it was unbelievable. And, and then Thursday afternoon, you know, jump in the truck to drive over to, to Eamon Carter. And you're like, are you kidding me and by the time we got over the stadium and started unloading equipment for the uh for the game day live show it was just brutal i mean i mean flat out brutal but here we go and and baylor fans showed up to the to the pregame i was amazed at how many baylor fans showed up to our pregame show and that, that was sponsored by the Office of Baylor Alumni and Doug Furch and his staff do an unbelievable job. There was great food, entertainment. John and and uh, Ricky came over to speak to the crowd. I mean, the president of the university was there, the athletic director, Mac Rhodes. Uh, it was really just a, a, a great environment. A lot of fun. I mean, it was a great pregame tailgate, if you will. And then the fans bundled up and went to the game. 
bundled up and went to the game. So it, it was unbelievable to look out into the stadium because I, 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 I told you, you were there with us. I told you, I said, there ain't going to be anybody here. No. Why, why would you be here when you can turn on? But they were there. Yeah, on both sides too. They yeah. traveled well from Colorado. Well, yeah, and you know, you kind of get that if you if you drive from you know or fly from Colorado uh, to 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 the Metroplex, you're not going to sit in a hotel and while you're going. But I mean, look, bottom line is there was a there was a respectable crowd Thanks, uh, at at the game, and and then you know, disappointing how how Baylor played, disappointing how the second half of the season and remember this this was a six and three football team with a chance still to win the conference championship and then they dropped four in a row including a punch in the face by Kansas State and the same thing the other night now look after the Kansas State thing they bounced back and played well against TCU had a chance against TCU had a great chance against TCU had a had a ch- good chance against Texas, just couldn't find a way to win them. And then I think they got punched in the throat again on uh, on Thursday night. Yeah, Air Force, especially up front, they were very very physical, and they ran that that triple option wishbone very very well. But they were not bigger, stronger, and oh, no. uh, up front. No, but they they did their job, and they did it well. And they played well, and they played with enthusiasm. They played with a lot of life. They were excited to be there, got out, and, and played well. They were 4-7 in the passing game. They don't throw it a lot, but when they do, they were effective. They're, you know, they had that one down the sideline for, what, 68 yards? Mm-hmm. Uh, they only had 80 total passing attempts coming into the game, and then they had seven last night. So Thursday night. Or, yes. Last Thursday. Thursday. It was a while back. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so... Uh, and, and Baylor in, in the past game was not very good. They just weren't. Uh, Shapin was just 11 to 23 and uh, two touchdowns. Uh, but they, they weren't very good in the past game. They were terrible in the run game, 1.9. How many times did uh, did Richard Reese carry the ball? Do you know off the top of your head? I do. Eight. Eight carries. Eight. What's up with that? I don't know. Maybe giving the older guys more carries. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the thought Squirrel process. Squirrel got seven. That. Yeah. Uh, Quaylen Jones got five, and and Richard Reese, your, what I think is your star freshman running back, mm-hmm. got eight carries, gained a total of fourteen yards, or actually gained a total of ten yards. He had four losses, so he netted yeah. n- netted out at ten, but just ten op- eight opportunities. I mean, they average one point nine a carry with a team that's supposed to be, you know, wide zone. We're gonna we're gonna bully you up front, and we're gonna run the football, and you know, we're gonna be effective in that mid range passing game. I mean, it, look, it didn't happen. I don't care how you slice it; it didn't happen. So we'll get into that today. Uh, we got all that coming up on the program. And again, we want to hear from you on our CNC Collision Center text line, 254 662 1660. 254 662 1660. That is our CNC Collision Center text line. If you're out and about today and you got to work or whatever the case may be, everybody's still out of school. Yeah. So school's out. But if you got to work today uh, and you're hanging out with us, we certainly do appreciate it. Thank you so much for. 
for making us a part of your Monday. We want to uh, we want to hear from you this morning on our CNC Collision Center text line. Don't forget if you missed anything on the show, it'll be on the uh, on the uh, website. We'll have that up and running for you. And of course, that is CentexSportsFan uh, dot That's CentexSportsFan dot com. Uh, Seven seventeen. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're right back to talk more about the Cowboys in just a moment. Baylor Women's Basketball opens Big 12 play December 31st in the Farrell Center hosting TCU on 104.9 FM. The Baylor women open Big 12 conference play Saturday, December 31st in the Farrell Center hosting TCU. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 2 p.m. tip-off on 104.9 FM. Baylor Big 12 Women's Basketball with Sophia Young-Malcolm and Derek Smith on 104.9 FM. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and We're Foundation Repair. We're probably not going to be able to do that last commercial on the air. No, I got in trouble. You are inappropriate. I didn't mean to. I know you're accidentally inappropriate. Well, it's, I was born this way. Yeah. Who's that girl that sings that? I have no idea. Okay, anyway. Y'all call us and remind me who sung that song, Born This Way. Born it. Anyway, why are we here? To tell people that we would be happy to come give them a free inspection for foundation repair. But it's cold. Yes. Do I have to be happy in the cold? No, you don't have to. Fixitjimmy.com. Just call us. She'll make me show up. I wear my polar bear suit. 254-235-4922. It's happening now. The year-end inventory sale at Lone Star Structures. Prices have been slashed on in-stock storage sheds, greenhouses, kids' playhouses, chicken tractors, porch swings, picnic tables, and gliders. Conveniently shop their inventory online 24-7 at LoneStarStructures.com or visit their location at the I-35 Midway Drive exit in Temple or on Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Ask about their rent-to-own options for select items. Lone Star Structures is family-owned and operated and has been building top-notch storage sheds since 1997. They have earned a solid reputation for good old-fashioned workmanship and professional service. Visit LoneStarStructures.com or call Lone Star Structures today at 254-773-5400. Hurry in, sell in soon. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. The Big Finish sales event is happening now at Allen Samuels in Waco. Save big this holiday season on Jeep models like the new 2023 two or three row Grand Cherokee Limited with total values up to $4,000 plus $500 bonus cash to first responders and no payments for 90 days. Jeep SUVs are known for their design and technology. The Grand Cherokee L even brings you extended seating with a third row. Hurry in, find the Jeep that fits your family and wrap up some of the best deals of the year at Alan Samuels in Waco. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment. They're on it, whatever it is. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. 
We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Game Time is brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, your friend in the car business. And we're also brought to you in part by our good friends at Good Feet, Big Boys Record Service, and Advance Foundation. Thanks so much uh, for being with us this morning. It is a Monday morning. Boy, the day's just, I don't know what day it is. It, it just, yeah. you know, it's the holidays and it just feels kind of kind of different and, you know, you just... I don't know. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about the Cowboy uh, victory, 40-34, over the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Cowboys stay mathematically in the hunt. What did, in your opinion, what did this win do for the Cowboys, if anything? Well, it, again, it did keep their hopes alive for an NFC East title, but, you know, for that to happen, the Eagles will have to lose out. And if they get Jalen Hurts back, I, I don't see that happening who who do the Eagles have for the last two weeks? We'll have to check on that. But I think it does give them a chance. I think it revamped the team a little bit that, hey, we just took out the top C in the NFC. So, you know, give them a little bit of confidence boost because, you know, despite you – know, you look at – a lot of people were complaining about how, you know, oh, they, they beat the Eagles with a backup quarterback. Well, you look back in – back in week six when they played in Philly, the Cowboys had Cooper Rush. So, you know, the Cowboys won with – with their opponent in the backup, with their backup quarterback, and the Eagles did the same thing back in Week Six. Well, yeah, I mean, the look, I, I don't feel sorry for Philadelphia. Absolutely not. The Cowboys played over a month with the backup quarterback and did quite well. Thank you very much. Uh, the Eagles, by the way, will uh, will play uh, on New Year's Day against the New Orleans Saints uh, in Philadelphia, and then they close the the year against the New York Giants. So, uh, look. Even if they sit Hurts for the next two weeks, they're going to be favored in both of those games. Completely. So, the idea of the Cowboys winning the division, stop. Th- that ship sailed when you when you spit it up against Jacksonville. It all ended right there. You're not winning the division. Do you have a mathematical opportunity? Yes. Are you? Are do you have a realistic opportunity? No. You know. Uh, you you better worry about just keeping the momentum going when you go to Tennessee, or as Jerry kept you know saying, play Nashville. Well, no. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, I, I listen to quite a bit of audio. Uh, our our afternoon host Matt Mosley, you hear him every day four to six on ESPN Central Texas. He he covers the Cowboys for us, and uh, he he and about nine million other media members met with Jerry Jones after the game and. Jerry kept calling them Nashville. I, I was getting tickled about that. But uh, I don't know what it does for the Cowboys, quite honestly. I mean, it, other than it keeps the momentum going, you know, and you did secure the number one wild card seed. Uh, 
So, look, I mean, crazy things happen. If everything goes chalk, you're going you're, you're not going to play at AT&T ever again this year, this season. You're certainly not going to this year. Uh, but this season, you, you close with two on the road. And then you're going to be a wild card team, and you're going to play on the road unless there's an upset. And there could be. You never know. And then you could you could be back at AT&T Stadium because you did secure the number one wild card spot. That's what it did. But, you know, you're going to play on the road. Uh, and, again, you mentioned the injuries. There's several on the defensive side of the football. But you better figure out how to play with those injuries. And, and I know Van Der Esch was in street clothes. And, but you better figure out how to play a more complimentary type defense and you're going to play because, look, you got to figure out a way to get off the field. They could not get off the field on Saturday night. They couldn't. No. The Eagles, the only way the Eagles offense trotted to the sideline without point opportunities was turning the ball over. And they did do that. I, you know, you turn it over four times in an NFL game and you still got a really good chance to win. That's how good they were. Yeah, That's how good the Eagles were. They turned it over four times, and you still had a chance to win. Now, I know uh, Dak throws another pick six, and it, it was a horrendous throw, by the way. It was – I've heard so many people say, well, when you go back and review the 22, that's the – you know, you, you'll see this receiver did this wrong or that. Look, maybe so. But in a lot of these throws, they are just awful throws. And that was an awful play. But to his credit, he came back and played, played really, really well after that pick six. Cowboy, a lot of good things came out of the game. The Cowboys were down 10. They're down 10 to the Eagles, arguably the best team in the NFC, maybe the best team in the NFL. And you didn't you – didn't, you didn't blink. You just kept fighting and got back in the football game. So that's, you know, there's a lot of positive. Offensively, you were able to move the football. You, you did. You moved the football. But, my goodness, uh, you just couldn't get off the field against, against the Eagles. Jerry Jones, after the game, talked about the Cowboy defense. Well, I think that's, uh, uh, that is uh, what was impressive is uh, uh, they, uh, they basically uh, had to play uphill defense, seemed like most of the night, and then uh, both sides of the ball came back and uh, really uh, wanted it. And uh, uh, this certainly, I think, is a stepping stone for going to Nashville, and uh, this will help us be readier for the playoffs. So there you go. There's Jerry Jones. Uh, he's always going to put a positive spin on things. But if I would have told you at – Two o'clock, hour and a half before kickoff. At two o'clock on Christmas Eve, look, uh, the Cowboys' defense is not going to force a single punt, and the Eagles would have more total offense, be more effective on third down, yards per play would favor the Eagles. You'd say the Eagles would win, wouldn't you? Yeah, handily. Yeah. The problem is again. They turned it over four times. Two fumbles, two interceptions. And look, again, don't feel sorry for them. The Cowboys played, what, five games 
with a backup at at quarterback and went four and one. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Cowboys win it, and uh, they are now uh, they got eleven wins. And look, it's a it's a good Cowboy football team. I mean, let's. I know we're talking about it like like they're not, but I mean, at eleven wins, you're a good football team. You're the number one wild card, but you're not catching the Eagles. You're just not. No. I mean, it, it's not going to happen. All right, uh, it is seven twenty nine. Let's uh, get the break right here, and when we come back, Jerry Hill. We'll uh, we'll roust him out of the sack and <laughs> get him going this morning. And we'll talk Baylor football. We'll talk Baylor basketball. We'll talk some recruiting. We'll do all that. And uh, and we'll do that coming up in just a couple of minutes. We are uh, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. And we're brought to you in part by Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. I saw David at the football game Thursday night. He was he – was, one of those bundled up in the stands watching the Bears take on Air Force Thursday night. And so good to for David and his group, but they were there. Uh, they're at 1810 Herring. We're talking about double R old-fashioned hamburgers. They're at 1810 Herring cooking up the best burgers in Waco. You know, I didn't check to see if they were open today. I don't know if they are. Uh, we'll have to call later. 753-1603. 753 is the phone number. We'll, we'll call in and check before we get out of here to see if they're open today. Uh, but if not, tomorrow, I guarantee they'll be back rolling, and you can go get the best burger in Waco. Uh, and why is that? Well, several reasons. Number one, they got this this secret ingredient, and I'm not sure what it is, and that's the one thing they won't tell me. They're not going to tell me that, but they have a secret ingredient that they apply while they're cooking the burger, and they don't cook the burger until you order the burger it's that simple so it's no heating lamp and all that stuff and you know let's get 10 burgers prepared so when the rush they don't do that no it's when you order it is when they cook it and then they cook it to your specification they also have chicken fried steak sandwiches grilled chicken sandwiches philly cheese steak sandwiches thought i'd throw that in after since we've been talking about the eagles so much you know all the fries curly fries tots rings all that stuff plus your favorite drink all at a reasonable price and a great lunch and a great sports conversation is going to take place. I guarantee it. So say hello to Perry, say hello to Dave and all the folks that are over there at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, 1810 Herring. Hey everyone, today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Dallas wins an instant classic 40-34 to over the Eagles on Christmas Eve. Details after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services. 
without the labels. After falling behind 10 to nothing, the Cowboys rallied and for the rest of Christmas Eve selected out with the Eagles, winning 40 to 34, thanks to Dak's two touchdown passes to CD, one to Michael Gallup, plus Zeke's TD run, and four Brett Maher field goals. And while the Cowboys defense never forced a punt by the Eagles, they did take the ball away four times, including an interception by rookie Deron Bland in the fourth quarter, which led to the late go-ahead field goal. Bland spoke post-game of the defense's mindset. We gotta make one more stop and get the ball back. I'm the ball in the air. I think it's mine. It's coming from me. Dallas is now 11-4 and, and has clinched at least the fifth seed in the NFC. Next up, a game at the Titans Thursday night. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Morrison Gifts Waco's gift store since 1979 has your gifts for all occasions and just because. They feature local Texan and American-made products like John Hart leather bags and accessories, grandmother's buttons, antique button jewelry, big old key rings, candles, and don't forget the bath and body and their baby collection. They make custom gift baskets and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. That's Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 43. 308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Baylor, Scott & White, Hillcrest Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Our physicians specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of all sports-related injuries. Located at the Tad and Sue Getterman Sports and Orthopedic Center on the Baylor, Scott & White, Hillcrest campus. This state-of-the-art facility includes advanced MRI imaging, outpatient orthopedic surgery center, and a sports therapy department with indoor and outdoor physical therapy spaces. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Toinko Trib has named MCC Athletic Director Sean Trocom their Sports Person of the Year. She has led the Highlanders program since 2004. Former Baylor quarterback and assistant football coach Cotton Davidson has passed away at the age of 91. The Gaysville native was the fifth overall pick in the first round of the 1954 NFL draft by the Baltimore Colts. Two weeks left of the NFL regular season and only eight teams have been totally eliminated from the postseason. Golf Hall of Famer Kathy Whitworth has died at the age of 83. Her 88 tour victories include two wins at the LPGA event held at Lake Waco Country Club in 1970 and 1973. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Baylor Athletics with Baylor University's Director of Sports Journalism, Jerry Hill. All right, 7.35, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time, your first word in sports on ESPN Central Texas. And we are joined now by Jerry Hill. Jerry, good morning. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. And uh, in, in all sincerity, thank you for, for doing this on a Monday. I know that you uh, you have the day off, and yet here you be talking to here us. Here I am. Man, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I may not be the smartest guy in the world, but, you know. <laughs> here we go it's no, just so much and, fun isn't it <laughs> i know i couldn't miss this time you know <laughs> you know before we talk x's and o's football basketball yeah. how about a word about uh, uh cotton davidson from over in gatesville yeah. uh, he was a part of uh coach Taft's staff for a long time and, and just a yeah. great ambassador for baylor and, and a terrific football coach and, and, a, and a terrific player in his own right 
Oh yeah, Gatesville's finest. Uh, you know, just a, he he really was, Tommy. He was a great guy. Um, I I remember I took the Baylor football beat, and I was like twenty six, I believe, when I when I started covering them. Um, you know, on a regular basis, and and he was one of those guys that just really treated me. Uh, I, I don't want to say the right way. He just he treated me unbelievably well, and just good guy to talk to, and and you knew he knew football. Like, you know, he played in the NFL, he, he, he coached at Baylor for 21 years, and, and like I said, just a good guy. Um, I remember his granddaughter played shortstop for Baylor for a couple of years, and, and man, he was out there supporting her every time. So, uh, yeah, we miss him. Um, I knew he, his health had gotten pretty bad um, over the last year or so, so uh, we miss him, but, uh, man, what a, what a great life lived. Yeah, and you know he would. You'd look up and he'd be at Baylor Ballpark in the spring watching baseball. He oh, yeah. he loved sports. Yeah, yeah he did. He, that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, sometimes you get football guys and that's what they are. They're football guys and they don't they don't ever watch anything else. But yeah, Cotton was one of those guys that um, you know he liked to he liked to go watch anything. You know, so like I said, his his granddaughter played shortstop at at Baylor and he, he was there for every game. And, and yeah, I remember him seeing, seeing him at the ballpark all the time. So, um, yeah, cotton was a good one. And, and if you listen to the guys that played under him, um, both the quarterbacks and the receivers, cause he coached both of those at different times at Baylor, man, they, you know, they'll sing his praises, you know, till the cows come home. Cause he, he was just that good, and he knew the game, and he, he knew how to get the best out of guys, too. I, I was thinking about that uh, over the weekend. Just uh, the guys that were on Coach Tav's staff and, and the longevity. Yeah, yeah, look, he had to replace guys. I mean, everybody does. But right. he he had his staff. I mean, there was, there was some stability in yeah. Coach Tav's staff. Absolutely. I mean, Bill Lane uh, was with him. I believe the whole time uh and they you know and they would still you know hang out and stuff so mm -hmm. um obviously he was there for a long time um but yeah cotton was with him from the very beginning um yeah there's a lot of guys that you know were there for most of that time uh you know obviously coach fredenberg came on a little bit later um but yeah a lot of those guys just stuck together and and they had a heck of a run for 21 years at baylor uh, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about football uh, for a few mm. minutes. Uh, first of all, have you ever been that cold? <laughs> just just out of curiosity. I you know what's funny, Tommy, is I texted my brother during that game and I said I think this is the coldest I've ever been. And he said <laughs> in the press box. And I now I said that walk from the parking garage to the stadium and back. Those that was about as cold as I think I've ever been in my life because it just it was hitting you in the face and I I just can't imagine it burned on those on those bleach oh I know it did on those bleachers uh you know kudos or I don't I don't even know if I should say kudos to the fans but man that was that's tough sitting out there in that you know watching that game Uh I, I think Dave Aranda summed it up best. Yeah. Uh, when when we finally did find the interview room in the in the, the <laughs> it was kind of tucked away, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah, it was tough to get out. Even <laughs> yeah, we were roaming around. We had no clue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But when he said it was, it was uh, you know just a, a bad game for 
for a dis, you know, it was a disappointing game it, for a disappointing season, I think is how he phrased it. And that's, a, that's exactly what it was. I mean, I, I didn't know what to expect from, from the Baylor football team, but I, I, I think I expected more than what, I than what I saw. Yeah. And, you know, Air Force played exactly the game. I mean, if they could draw it up, this was the game that they would play. You know, they, they kept it for 40 minutes. Uh, they ran the ball. You knew they were running, but you couldn't stop them. Um, you know, they, they contained Brad Roberts. The You know, I mean, he was came in, came in as the number three leading rusher in the country and contained him for, you know, most of the game. But then on those last couple of series, he literally took the ball every every play and, and was still gaining yards. So, um, yeah, you just couldn't stop them. And then the offense never really got anything going. I mean, the one stat you look at is 0 for 11 on third down. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're 0 for on third down, you're probably not going to win the game. Um, and they, you know, they like I said, they just couldn't ever get anything going. And it starts with the running game. If you can't get the running game going, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough day for that offense. They, they key so much on the running game. They average one point six a carry. So when you are in those third downs, they're third and long. Yeah. They're third yeah, and long. That's, and that's what I said was, yeah, they were for eleven on third down, and part of it was because they didn't gain a lot of yards on first and second down. So you get into those, you know, third and six, third and eight, um, and they, you know, like I said, they just couldn't convert. Um, you know, had a, had a couple of touchdown you know Tom I really thought when they scored that touchdown at the end of the second quarter I thought mm-hmm. okay Baylor's got the momentum uh, you know they'll come out in the second half and here's here's where the game turned um and I I, I know I, I guess I know what they were doing they they were taking the wind in the fourth quarter but they gave Air Force the ball and the wind to start that third quarter um and had them at third and 12 from the 15. I mean, you, you, it's played out exactly like you'd want it to because they, um, you know, had the kickoff issue where the guy stepped out of bounds at the 17. Mm-hmm. So you start there, and then they have third and 12, and the quarterback goes 15 yards on a quarterback keeper on third and 12 like that. And then the next play is like the 68-yard pass, and then they score the next play. So that series, uh, that was such a huge series. And then, you know, now they're – now they're back sixteen uh, seven, and then you know, and scored a couple more touchdowns, um, and that was the game. But yeah, I thought that stretch there—if you could have gotten them off the field and you get the ball probably near midfield—I mean, their punter averaged twenty yards per kick, so you're probably going to get the ball close to midfield um, with a chance to go in and take the lead. But that that series there, you know, kind of spoke to the whole game, I guess, is uh, really. But you know, that that was the pivotal point for me. You know, just a quick note, whether it was the draw or you yeah. call it a quarterback draw or you call it a yeah, quarterback counter, you can call it whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. They hadn't stopped it yet. I mean, he, he ran that play very successfully most of the night. Well, and I, I was going to say, as good a job as they did on Brad Roberts, they just couldn't could not stop Hazik Daniels. Um, and some of them were, Tom, I mean, you watched it. I think some of them were almost kind of counter runs you know, where they'd have a lot of flowing to the left and he would he would kind of counter and go right. Yes. But, man, they just they struggled um, containing him. And, and that's kind of what I wrote, you know, that that uh, he was the guy that beat him. Uh, I, I would say that and their defense. Their defense just completely shut down Baylor. But Hazik had a, had a great game. What, he's in you, the transfer portal. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> is he really? 
That's what I saw. He's which I didn't even know you could do that if you were at one of the academies. Exactly. So yeah, huh. I that's that's what I'd seen was that he was in the portal. So, wow. so and I want to talk a little bit about the the inability to run the football. And I know that the, yeah. the Baylor, you know, look, that's that's what they have prided themselves. When we were talking about this football team in July, we were yeah. like, okay, we know that you got an inexperienced quarterback. We know you got to go find a running back. You know, we know you got to find some receivers. But man, do you have an offensive line? Man, do you have a defensive front? That's that was the conversation piece in July. And I know you had some tweaks to this offensive line on on Thursday night, but man, yeah. they they they're and they're bigger and stronger and, and but that mm-hmm. that Air Force defense, they did what they were supposed to do, and Baylor just could not get blocks. You know, and they were you know obviously they were putting you know maybe more up there than you could block, um, but. So if that's the case, then you should be able to beat them in the passing game and and open things up in the run game. And they weren't able to do that either. They just, again, they just couldn't get anything going. And and I I, I think if you had, you know, some of this offense is, you know, you make your three or four, and then you bust one every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And they just never busted one. Right. Um, and and struggled to get three. You know, I mean, like you said, they averaged less than two. Uh, and I went back and looked, and I think if you just did the the running backs, it was like 21 for 50. Um, so again, you know, less than, you know, two and a half yards per carry for your running backs. So yeah, it was just not a good day. Um, you know, I, again, I don't, I, cause I wouldn't want to use any excuses. I wouldn't want to use any excuses if I was them, but I just, I wonder if the cold affected them that much. Um, Air Force was playing in the same thing and people will say, well, they're from Colorado Springs. A lot of those guys are probably not from Colorado Springs, Colorado. So, right, uh, I don't think that's a good excuse. Uh, and they play in the I, cold, but they don't play in that kind of cold. They don't. They don't play in that cold. So, yeah, I don't. I I don't think you can use that as an excuse. I, but I just don't think. Uh, and like you said, I think Dave pretty much spelled it out the right way. It was a disappointing game uh, to finish a disappointing season, and he knew that. Um, you know, and I. I know he struggles with that. Like, where did he go wrong? And and I think there will be a lot of, you know, self-analysis. And obviously some of it has already happened, you know, in terms of staff changes. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think the next couple of months you'll kind of, you know, go through that season and figure out what went, what went wrong and then, you know, kind of take it from there. Jerry, in, in final thought on football this season, what did go wrong? I mean, this was a team – that was sitting there six and three with an opportunity to still win a conference championship. You'd won on the road at Ames. You'd won on the road in, 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 in Norman. Uh, Yeah. And I know you lost it it, in Morgantown. I know you, you know, and and you lost at BYU probably shouldn't have lost those two, but that's irregardless. You bounce back and, and you got the win over, over OU. You're sitting there six and three. You're right in the mix. And you finish with four losses. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Tom, you said it there when you said should have won at West Virginia, should have won at BYU. Um, that's, that's what they did do last year. They mm-hmm. won all those games that could have gone either way. Um, you know, that was a team that finished 12 and two. And I guarantee you four or five of those games could have gone the other way. Well, this year they all went 
this way. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I think that was a big key. Now the, the K state game, that's one that you, and really the air force game too. Those are two where you're like, man, yeah. you know, that it was a, it was a struggle, both of the, but in every other game, I mean, think about that. You were against TCU, a team that's in the college football playoff and you were one play from beating them one play. You make one play on offense, you make one play on defense, and you win that game, and they kick a field goal on the last play of the game. So you were that close with a team that's ranked number three. Uh, Texas, you had a fourth-quarter lead. Um, you know, so you go through and you look at all those games, and, and they, you know, they didn't really win. I mean, I guess you could say Oklahoma was one that kind of went down to the wire, and you, you were able to you know, run out the clock in that game. But, you know, that was a struggle to finish that one as well. But that was about the only game where, you know, it was kind of coming down to the wire and, and it could have gone either way and, and it went your way. Every other game went the the, te- the opponent's way. So I I think that's a big part of it. Um, like you said, I don't think the offensive and defensive lines played up to what they thought they would be um, and, and how they had been. I mean, that offensive line was pretty much what you had the year before, like I said, when you went 12 and two and, and, you know, ran the ball so well, you didn't have Abram Smith, but you had, you know, a good, you know, core of running backs there that were, that were doing the job. But, um, you know, I just didn't think the offensive line played up to its standard. And I don't think the defensive line did as well. And obviously you were missing uh, Siaka Ika in that, in the bowl game. But again, I look at his numbers and stuff and I didn't think he had a great year. So yeah, I think that's where you would start. Um, but then, you know, I think you can look at just about every position, Tom. I mean, Blake Shapin didn't mm-hmm. play like you thought he would. He didn't, he didn't, I didn't think he improved enough or didn't improve like he should have this year. Um, but you know, some of that, I think you can toss on the offensive line as well. Um, you know, if he wasn't getting enough time or, you know, he took some hits maybe that he shouldn't have hit, um, you know, so I, I think some of that, and then, you know, you go to a receiver. I, and I I don't know how to judge this as much as I, I go on what Ricky Thompson says. Ricky kind of knows receivers, and he said those guys just were not great route runners. And, again, most of them were young except Gavin Holmes. You know, that was about the only really experienced guy they had in that group. So maybe those guys need to take another – or they do. Those guys need to take another step this next year, and I think they'll be better. Um, but, yeah, I think – so I, I think you can go to just about every position and go, yeah – but um, yeah, and I think the secondary is the same way. I didn't think the secondary played very well, but again, most of those guys were new, young, whatever, and they just didn't, you know, they didn't play up to the standard. I guess hey, you um, know, and so, I'm yeah. with you. I, I think for me, and, and we're up. We, can you stay another segment? Can you hang with yeah, us? Absolutely. Okay, hey, yeah, this I is do. so much fun. Uh, for me, and you, and this was, I was going to bring this up. For me, it was. I, I think I kind of have an idea that maybe maybe going into to next year that Richard Reese really does have the opportunity to kind of be that guy. But I don't have a clue in the wide receiver room of right. who's going yeah, to be that, that guy. guy. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. All yeah, right. Richard, I think, took that big step. Go ahead. You yeah, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, I was going to say Richard Reese. I mean, you know, he – but he kind of tailed off at the end of the year. Was that, you know, was that youth? Was that, what was that? You know, mm-hmm. was he kind of dinged up? I know he was sick that one game, but, you know, he didn't finish the way you'd like, like him to either. I mean, I thought there was a point there where, I mean, he's 38 yards away from a thousand yards. Uh-huh. Season and he finished with 10 in that game. So eight, eight I, opportunities, 
eight yeah, opportunities. I thought it was an automatic that he would get a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. yeah, you got most of those guys back. So we'll see. All right, uh, we, we want to kind of segue into recruiting and talk some hoops, uh, and, and we'll do that. We're gonna we're gonna hold Jerry over. I mean, he's gonna get double time, but we're gonna hold Jerry over for another segment. We'll do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. So let me uh, ask this right off the top. We were talking about it earlier. When I think of you, I, th- I think Billy Clyde Gillespie. But everything listed now is just Billy Gillespie. Uh, is Has the Clyde gone away for the most part? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. He knows what people write or say. <laughs> that's never been a concern, but, but either one of those are okay for me. I got you. <laughs> John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu alumni. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step, there was no back pain. I took another step, no knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how arch supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. The Cowboys Update, weekdays at 725 a.m. and 450 p.m. is brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. 
the source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back. Uh, we're visiting with Jerry Hill, the uh, director of sports journalism at Baylor University. And Jerry, when it comes to football recruiting, on Wednesday, the day before the game uh, last week, the uh, the Bears signed a class of 22. For yep. you, is it about what they got or what they didn't get with, with the Nova side thing? Yeah, that was tough. I mean, he's your, you know, that's your highlight guy. I mean, that's your, that's the quarterback of your class, but he's an elite quarterback. So obviously that's a, that's a big miss. And, and, you know, just the way it happened, you know, coming down to the last, last day, the night before, um, you know, so I think that was the tough part because it didn't give you any time to recover. Um, You know, if that had happened, you know, even maybe a couple of weeks ago, Maybe you, you know, make a late push at somebody and get you a high school, you know, now it's, now it's, you've got to go get a transfer guy uh, and maybe two guys. Yeah. Um, Cause you're, you're sitting there with one scholarship quarterback going into next year. Um, Cause I don't, I don't think they can get uh, a, a, an eighth year out of Luke Anthony, <laughs> the transfer from Louisiana. I did see though, didn't I, I, I think I saw this on Twitter that, some guy, I think it's at Oregon, is yeah. getting a ninth year. Yeah. A ninth year. I was like, what? Hang How on. do you do that? He's, he, just a decade's worth of football, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember I remember struggling with the – because it seemed like UT was about the only place that would get a, like a sixth year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this just doesn't seem fair. And now that's – you know, now you're going into – seventh and, and and a ninth year yeah that was crazy but I mean that obviously hurt Tom I mean that that affects your whole class it didn't drop them a whole lot in the final rankings it did drop them I think seven or eight spots um, uh, you know and again all that's based on stars and we can talk all day about that but um, you know yes it hurts because um, if I remember right you didn't you didn't get one last year in last year's class uh, I mean, you had Luke Anthony coming in as a transfer, but you did not have a high school freshman. And then, you know, Kyron Drones is the year before and he's gone. So you've had several classes here. You've had some other guys transfer, obviously, too. So um, you've had several classes here where you, you know, don't have a quarterback from that class now. And you're sitting there with one scholarship quarterback. So you got to go get, you know, one or multiple. You know, there were two other guys. Um, freshmen that were, you know, sitting out this year, but uh, those are not scholarship guys. One of them is G.J. Kenny's son, some, uh, or not, not his son. It's Gary, Gary, Gary's son. Um, it's his brother, I guess it is, that's here. So, um, yeah, I, you've got to go get a transfer quarterback now, and that's that's the way of the world, I guess, too, Tom. Is that you know, if you don't. Whatever you don't have, you go get in the transfer portal. Yeah, and I'm not going to blame Oregon because they're playing. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the wild, wild west, and and they're they're, yeah. they're you know they're perfectly. But I looked, and they they got guys mm-hmm. to flip from Baylor, LSU, yep. Notre Dame, Alabama. Uh, I just saw a couple of transfers just today, and, and yeah. you're scratching your head, going, "Well, doesn't isn't that a destination for everybody to want to go play up in the Pacific Northwest?" I mean, <laughs> apparently so. Yeah. Good gracious. They're having an ice storm just to, just above them, but I guess yeah, that's the place to go is Oregon, um, and that that it is tough. I mean, um, as like I said, the timing of it was, yeah. was really everything. Because um, again, if you had you if you'd known he was going to do that, or if if you knew you know a month ago, two months ago 
that that was going to happen, you'd, you'd go out and get another guy. So that, that was the tough part is just when it happened. Um, you know, but as far as what they got, I think they did get, they did fill a lot of needs. Um, you know, obviously most of these guys are incoming freshmen. So do they help you right away? I don't know, but you've got, I think I counted Tom, including, uh, I don't think Clark Barrington has, I don't think he is officially signed that I know of yet. Um, the BY, the other BYU transfer, right. his brother Campbell Barrington signed on signing day. Uh, Clark, I think I'd seen he's supposed to be coming. So that would give them, but most of them are freshmen. Uh, and you don't know if those guys will help you next year, but the count was, I think it was six D linemen and five offensive linemen. So again, I think that's, and I think that's what coach Aranda has done from the very start. You'll hear coaches talk about that. Oh, it all starts up front. Mm-hmm. But some of that is just words. Uh, I think Aranda has kind of, um, that's been his philosophy from day one that he's going to build from that. And, you know, certainly, certainly did with this class. I, I'm intrigued by the Barrington boys and by yeah. the, uh, the wide receiver Jackson that uh, that's transferring. He's from Roy city, but he's transferring from Arkansas. I think, right. I think that's a good get. Well, like you said, who, who are the, who's the receiver? You know, you don't know who the receiver, well, he could be that guy. I right. mean, he didn't have great numbers at Arkansas. But this was a you know a four star recruit you know one of the one of the top guys coming out a couple of years ago so I think he's definitely a guy that'll be in that room that that gives you a chance to maybe he is your go to guy next year and then uh, you know we talked about running backs there earlier and 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 obviously with uh, Dominic Richardson uh, transferring from from Oklahoma State that's another big get so you've got some guys that can help you right away. And I know they got a uh, I know they got a D lineman uh, that came I believe from the junior college ranks. So they've got a few guys that might be immediate help, but you know for most part these guys are going to help you down the road. Ah, uh, let's switch gears. Talk some basketball. Women are coming off a seventy three fifty two win over Long Beach State. Men a fifty eight forty eight win over Northwestern State. It, it just hasn't been on the men's side as crisp as you would want it to be. I think is is that fair? Yeah, and I think some of it, Tom, is is you've had guys in and out of the lineup. You you haven't had really your full allotment. Um, Adam Flagler was missing this last game. Flagler and Cryer were were both out in, in the game at uh, American Airlines Center. So I think that's some of it, um, you know. And then what was really good this last game, though, um, in a game where you just neither team could really find find the net um you had Jalen Bridges who had really struggled uh, you know this was and I think I, I said this wasn't a shooting slump this was like a drought of epic proportions because he would he had missed 21 of his previous 22 three-pointers until he hit a couple there late and this was a guy that two years ago was I think maybe second or third in the league in, in big 12 in in three-point shooting so he's a guy hopefully this kind of gets him going um i was gonna say going again but hopefully it gets him going and, and he could he could make a big difference because i think that's kind of what they expected out of him is a guy that can you know fill up the nets play some defense that kind of thing get some rebounds and you know hopefully this kind of turns that corner for him but yeah it's been a little bit of you know i mean then you you know look at the marquette game and and some of those so yeah i mean it has been a little bit you know kind of 
uh, up and down a little bit. The women the same way, I think. Um, and again, same thing with the women is they they haven't had their full allotment yet. Um, you know, with Dre Edwards, she you know she hadn't been eligible, but you know Asia Blackwell has been in and out of the lineup. Uh, Jaden Owens missed his last game, so I, I think injuries have been some of that. But that's that's stuff that a lot of teams are dealing with right now. I know the men are, are, are a guard-oriented team. They're a perimeter shooting yeah. team. But I keep thinking about Flo Thamba. Stay on the mm-hmm. floor. Be a presence. Be an yeah. inside presence. Be a rebounder. Huh. I think he's a, a integral piece to the success of this team. I do, too. And and I do think um, uh, the freshman, Josh Ojanwanu. So, yeah, I, go ahead. I, I dare you. I, I, I literally like when I when I because I, I I'm old school I do like a little play by play as I'm going along just to kind of keep me into the game yeah. and I just put Josh I just put Josh down because I uh, there's no way I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, be able to write that name much less say it so I I think he is a guy that's gonna develop as this season goes along and I think you know w- kind of the way that Flo and John were last year I think that's I think you could have kind of that same combination with those two guys. Cause man, he's a, he's a physical presence out there. Um, so yeah, I think both of those guys are key. Um, kind of the way uh, in, on the championship team, Mark vital mm-hmm. was such a key part of that team. The glue guy, um, you know, they, these two guys could kind of be that for this team. I think um, you, you, you'd like to see that out of, you know, out of Jalen bridges or Caleb loner, but I think it might come more from that five position with, with Flo and Josh. I agree. Uh, and on the women's side, I was, I was thinking about the energy and the intensity yeah. and the ability to, to, to score a little bit and, and just be that, 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 for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. that captain. Isn't that, mm-hmm. isn't that Caitlin Bickle? I mean, that's on that side right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Yeah, no, she is definitely that. And, and, and Tom, I'm sure you've seen it. I mean, she's out there directing traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, she, whether it's offense or defense, she's out there really kind of running the show. Uh, and you don't usually see that out of, you know, more of a four or five player, but that's what she is. And, and, and it, part of it's because she has been here for so long. You know, she, she knows the game. She knows what every position is supposed to do. And, you know, she's not, you know, the most gifted or anything like that, but man, she can, she can play and she just knows the game so well and, and, and helps the other players around her. All right, Jerry, we're going to let you uh, set the alarm and roll back over. I mean, I, we, we, thought, I thought I had, be- I thought I'd become the co-host. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, it, it's such great stuff. We were just rolling with it. Hey, what do you got right. coming up? You got anything coming up soon, or where, where, where are we at yeah. with the holidays? Well, we're gonna and and you you saw from that press conference. I mean, most of it was about really about the future. So I'm gonna take some of that and kind of look ahead to next year, kind of like what we mm-hmm. we just did. So I'll do that for a football story this week, and then. Um, I think we mentioned uh, basketball, men's basketball plays Wednesday, and then right. both teams open up conference play on Saturday on New Year's Eve. That's apparently that's become the thing. You open up conference uh, on New Year's Eve, so um, yeah, it's it's a little bit lighter week, but still got plenty plenty of stuff going on. All right, that's what's coming up on the Insider. He is the uh, director of sports journalism at Baylor University. Hey, thanks, Jerry. Have a uh, happy new year, and we we certainly do appreciate the time. It's been great stuff today. Thanks, buddy. Talk yeah. to you soon. That I mean, unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable stuff. We we've run late. 
Uh, and I think John's going to forgive us for doing that. But Jerry was was so good for us today. Uh, and we had a lot to cover. 807, it is, and we are. We do apologize to John for being uh, about 10 minutes late. We, we apologize. But it is time for the Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's every check. Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll hear from head football coach Dave Aranda. The Bears closed the season with that Armed Forces Bowl loss in Fort Worth last Thursday. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly... Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. The Big Finish sales event is happening now at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big on Jeep models like the new 2023 two- or three-row Grand Cherokee Limited with total values up to $5,000, plus $500 bonus cash to first responders and no payments for 90 days. Jeep SUVs are known for their design and technology. The Grand Cherokee L even brings you extended seating with a third row. Find the Jeep that fits your family and wrap up some of the best deals of the year at Allen Samuels in Waco. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guy, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football closed the 2022 season with that 30-15 loss to Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl last Thursday in Fort Worth. Part of the postgame with head coach Dave Aranda, he was asked, what's next for the Bears? Appreciate that. Yeah, um, I think we're still in the midst of recruiting. So there's a couple um, pretty valued uh, spots that uh, – We've got some valued prospects for, and January there's a limited kind of uh, window there to be able to get some guys to campus and um, to see if something can work out in all of it. And so um, we're going to be working on that, and then you know finalizing you know our 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 team now in terms of um, you know what that team's going to look like for next year. Uh, and then I guess the third piece would be the class that we just signed that is so impressive and um, so excited about is uh, getting them settled in and really setting um, um, standards and ex- expectations on, on uh, how winter is going to go so that we can get started off on the right spot. I think all of that's aided with a team that's uh, been through some tough lessons and has seen, you know, one way to do it per Smoke's question, one way to do it, and another way to do it. And uh, 
we all got to get aligned to do it the right way. Baylor head football coach Dave Veranda following the season-ending loss in the Armed Forces Bowl on Thursday. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Baylor Scott and White, Hillcrest Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Our physicians specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of all sports-related injuries. Located at the Ted and Sue Getterman Sports and Orthopedic Center on the Baylor Scott and White Hillcrest campus. This state-of-the-art facility includes advanced MRI imaging, outpatient orthopedic surgery center, and a sports therapy department with indoor and outdoor physical therapy spaces. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Our goal is to get you back in the game. Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try their new porky pig tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. Game Time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service, Good Feet, and Advanced Foundation Repair. You remember that song? I do. Do you really? Love the song. How about that? All right. Uh, 813, this is Game Time, your first word in sports on ESPN Central Texas. Tom. And Ryan, we're glad to have you with us. Ward with the uh, the day off today. Uh, John Morris at three today, and Matt Mosley's here at four this afternoon. That uh, that's our Monday lineup as uh, we get back to norm here a little bit on ESPN Central Texas. And again, uh, as uh, as Jerry and I were talking, uh, the Bears basketball team will play Nichols uh, Wednesday night. It's a seven o'clock tip, six thirty broadcast here on ESPN Central Texas. Before heading to Ames, Iowa for a New Year's Eve tilt at 1 o'clock in in Ames. Uh, So uh, we'll have that one beginning at 1230 on Saturday. So make your plans, mark your calendar, all that good stuff. Uh, One final thought. I'd say final thought uh, in this this segment on on Baylor football. Uh, You know, the Bears a year ago, 12 wins. The Bears this year, six wins. Uh, After the game, Dave Aranda was asked, you know, to, to talk about going from 12 wins to six wins. I think of just as a completely different team last year to this year. And I think a lot of learning for me, you know, um, you know, I look back now and I've had some time to do to do this uh, prior to uh, this question. And, uh, you know, I, I, I see the things that um, I see some things coming. There's other things I didn't see coming. And it's, that's probably a lack of experience on my part. Um, and, you know, I think to be real transparent about that um, only helps you get better. And then, you know, I think the, the, the college uh, football world, as it changes with transfer portal and, and, and everything else, I think, you know, our just my personal, um, you know, um, view of that and, and, and that's something here to stay and how that benefits us. I think all of that, I think, has, has grown throughout this year. And this year could almost be taught, be looked at as a lesson in that. And so I just see us getting better, you know. 
I think the um, from the guys that are returning to see the work, uh, despite the despite the not um, you know the the work despite the not instant gratification and to continue to work. They're going to see they've seen that, and then they're going to see you know the um, the adversity uh, and, and how to handle it. And I think we'll only be better because of it. It's Dave Miranda after the game. Ryan, a couple things uh, to to take out of that. Uh, in in you know, first of all, I think he's right when he said, uh, you know, this is a different team. I, I I think for us in the media, at least for me, I'm gonna you know speaking for me, you know, I I, I looked and I went, okay, Shapen played two or three games last year. I think he's gonna be fine. I think you can find a running back, and and there's receivers there that can step up and take 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 that number one spot in that, in that room. Uh, and I'm just thinking from the offensive side of the football. Well, uh, Shapin, in a lot of cases, played like he was a first-year starter. You, you had a rotation of running backs, and you never really did have that guy separate in the receiver room. Uh, you know, and, and again, quite honestly, the offensive line didn't perform to the same level. And you wonder, is it because – those other positions were so good that it kind of aided the offensive line, so to speak. They kind of worked, you know, in concert with each other. Hey, look, we got a, you know, may not have got that block, but you had a big old Abram Smith that could, you know, that could overcome not getting that perfect block. Uh, you had uh, you had wide receivers that could go get the football. It, it, you know what I'm saying? I mean, could those other skill positions may have compensated for maybe the offensive line not being perfect. In this year, the offensive line, you almost had to ask them to be perfect when you, when you were trying to develop wide receivers and develop running backs. I'm not making an excuse for them. I'm just telling you, that's, that's, I think that's what happened. You didn't see the quarterback development. You didn't see the running back room. Uh, you, you, you saw Richard Reese come forward. But again, why only eight carries? There has to be a, a reason that we don't know. And then no clear, no clear, you know, wide receiver just said, this is, this is my group. I'm going to be the number one guy. You guys can fight over two and three and and four, you know, and that kind of thing. You just didn't see that. Yeah. It was a lot of inexperience on this team. And a word that coach Rana used throughout the season was complacency. I think there was a Mm -hmm. lot of that throughout this team as well. There wasn't, you know, maybe some of the guys are just riding off last year's success and didn't really might not have had the desire to step up and separate themselves from that wide receiver room or running back room, whatever the case may be. And that that had to be a big factor in why this team, you know, got half the wins that they got last year and just didn't, they, they weren't very consistent on the year as well. Mm-hmm. And that was a big factor. Uh, you know, we, we talked a lot with Dave through the course, particularly the first five, six weeks of the season about, uh, What's the personality of this team? Has this team, you know, what's, is there a word, two words? I mean, and he, he never could find the personality of this team. I don't know that they ever had the leadership developed to the, to the point to where you could develop that personality of this team. You know, I think Matt Mosley turned and looked at me during the week leading into this bowl game, and I, he, I think he said something like, you need more Dylan Doyles. Uh, and, and, and yeah, Dylan Doyle is a terrific player, but Dylan Doyle was a terrific person, terrific leader, 
and they're just and he's right there just wasn't enough of those and this team never developed that personality and, and you know i i'm not sure that 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 you can still put even what 12 get 13 games into this thing uh, as it concludes what was the personality of this team i i don't know i mean i really don't know uh but you 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 clearly could tell what it was last year but I'm not sure you could tell this year. I mean, you know, was it the t- the the flow of this team? I mean, you know, uh, you 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 beat Iowa State and you beat Oklahoma, but then you slide down and you lose to West Virginia on the road. Uh, it, it, there was there was just ups and downs with this football team. And then Dave, at the very end of that of that comment, talked about the transfer portal. And NIL and changing the complexion of college football. Well, there's no question. There's no question. And, you know, I think Ward keeps calling it the wild, wild west. And he's right. Particularly when you don't, it doesn't appear that there's just a ton of rules when it comes to, to the, the NIL. And, and you would have to be naive to think that there's not some tampering going on with football teams. You know, whether it's uh, a coach or a player, or and, and I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but, I mean, stop and think about it. Wouldn't you think that if, if, if I really coveted a left tackle and you're a left tackle, can't I get word to you that said, hey, look, we got an NIL deal just waiting for you here over at XYZ University. You don't think there's some tampering with players? Yeah, especially in that, you know, one of the schools we talk about at Oregon, you know, we know the – the thing going on up there with their nil deal, nil deals, what the big factor there is. So, I mean, that's I mean, we talked about it earlier with Jerry, just how many players have flipped and committed to Oregon, Austin Novosad included. It's just, it's just how drastically and how quickly the landscape of college football is changing mm-hmm. because of the nil. Yeah, no question, and the transfer portal, mm-hmm. and you put the portal together with nil. And man, you, you you know you don't know what you've got, and you think you have a class put together. You think you have a football team put together. Again, you're going to spend time, and we've talked about it all the time. But again, you're naive to think that you don't have to re-recruit your own players, and, and because you do, you have to re-recruit your own players. You have to you have to be in the portal. You have to be working nil. Oh, and oh, by the way, you still need to be looking at high school kids. Uh, it's, it, it's to me, and again, and I, again, I'm not accusing anybody of anything and I'm not making excuses for anybody. It's just reality. You've got to figure out a way to, to navigate through NIL and through the, the portal. And you got to figure out a way to take advantage of the transfer portal and the NIL, or you're going to be left behind. Because that is right now the reality of college football. Whether you like it or don't like it, whether you accept it or don't accept it, that is the, that's the landscape of college football today. And you, you just better be ready to, to figure it out. You know, Ward White's looked at me one day. We were just sitting in the office talking. He said, do staffs now have a person that all they do 100% of the time, transfer portal, NIL? Do they, do they have that person? That's that's looking and searching and and creating 
I don't I don't know, but you know, if not, that's probably if it's not already a part of your coaching staff, it it, it probably is coming. Which you that's their sole purpose is to recruit the, the, the portal, to try to maintain within the portal, and to, to look ahead at NIL possibilities. You know, and again, I, I think you'd really have to be naive to think that there's not tampering going on. I th- you know, I, I think I saw an article the other day that Jimbo Fisher brought that up, and I couldn't agree with him more. I think it was Jimbo Fisher. So, anyway, uh, interesting where we are in college football as the Bears put to, put to bed a 6-7 and seven season, get ready for the offseason, get ready, ready for uh, – you know, conditioning, and then it, before you know it, we'll be a, we'll, we'll have spring football here for you, and it'll be time to go again. All right, uh, 824, 24 after 8, this is game time. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business, and we are brought to you in part by Circle Drug, Doc Everett and his staff over at 3211 Robinson Drive, locally owned, independent pharmacy. They are indeed your one-stop shop for all your pharmaceutical needs. Why? Well, they have all your medical supplies. They offer free delivery to your home or to your office. They have walkers and wheelchairs. Uh, they, they provide vaccines. There's a million and one reasons why. That and they're just good people. I mean, it's that simple. You're going to love doing business. It's like, it's like having a friend take care of you when you need a prescription filled. Uh, because they're, they're going to they're going to get to know you. You're going to get to know them. And you're going to be... You're going to be very satisfied and very pleased with the, how they take care of you. you look, uh, you can you when you're in that drive-through, maybe you're the second or third car in the drive-through. They're going to send somebody out to talk to you, so you don't have to wait as long. They know your time is valuable. That's why they're open till six Monday through Friday. That's why they're open till two on Saturday. They they're there for you for a convenience, and they provide you great products and services at a, a terrific price. It is Circle Drug Pharmacy. Here's the phone number, 254-662-0774, 254-662-0774. Next time you have a prescription or, or just need some, maybe you need some over-the-counter medications and you're not real sure what to take, well, give them a call or drop by. They'll be more than happy to help you. Circle Drug, 3211 Robinson Drive. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is a highly listened to program. Matt Mosley, asking the tough questions. Is Barry Gibb a BG? Aaron, are you with me? Matt Mosley, giving the hottest takes. I love a good heifer show, and I like a turkey and broiler show. I'll put a little pimento cheese on there, and that takes it to another level. The Matt Mosley Show. You guys might have recognized my voice there. Weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guy, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. 
Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. BP Services of Waco is a licensed and fully insured electrical contractor for industrial, commercial, and residential projects in the Central Texas area. Your home or business will be in good hands with BP Services, whether you need a complete wiring overhaul, simply installing or replacing electrical outlets, or when your power goes out. Their electricians will promptly and safely help with the installation of motion sensors, recessed lighting, LED above and under counter lighting, smoke detectors, outdoor generators, outdoor lighting, custom lighting designs, electrical panel upgrades, and circuit breaker replacements. Call BP Services today for a free estimate within 24 hours. And if you agree to the estimate, 15% off your bill. 254-292-8908. Call BP Services when electricity is on your list. Call BP Services your needs. I priority. Two nine two eight nine zero eight. Your need is a priority. Morrison Gifts Waco's gift store since 1979 has your gifts for all occasions and just because. They feature local Texan and American-made products like John Hart leather bags and accessories, grandmother's buttons, antique button jewelry, big old key rings, candles, and don't forget the bath and body and their baby collection. They make custom gift baskets and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. That's Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and ASCO Equipment in Belton. All right, 8.30, Monday morning. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat from the Alan Samuels studio. Uh-oh, hang on, Ryan. We got another one on the team that says, you know what? I just don't think I'm going to show up on a Monday. It's Monday. Stephanie, where are we? <laughs> that is not true. I am there in spirit. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, yeah. I look to my left and they're supposed to be, well, I look in, into my, in the, like at 11 o'clock. At 11 o'clock, it's supposed to be Ward. No Ward. At, uh, at 8 o'clock, it's supposed to be Stephanie. No Stephanie. Well, I, I don't. I don't understand. It's Monday. It is Monday, and our boss said we could have it off, but I'm still there in spirit. I'm still here in spirit. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. All right. Merry Christmas. Did y'all have a good Christmas? Yeah, terrific. Thank you. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. I uh, well, I spent a lot of yesterday well, afternoon with my eyelids closed. Yeah. Good. It was a great it. nap day. It was a great nap day. So anyway, good for you. What's going on? Well, I spent a lot of time yesterday on I-35, and, you know, I knew not to go out of town 
on Christmas Day because I didn't want to have road rage. So that brings me to our sport today. Bare knuckle boxing. Bare knuckle boxing. Okay. It's it started in the UK in the 1700s, and um, it's all the it's the same rules of boxing, but you don't have the gloves, and it's not like the UFC fighters where you know how you can kick and all that and mm-hmm, wrestle. Mm-hmm. You just it's like old school fighting, like you would do in the playground, and it's real popular in the UK. Started in 1700s. Um, here's the thing: they say the best way to hit somebody is in the face with your pinky your ring finger, and your middle finger. And there you go. And it's popular. They have the Bare Knuckle Worldwide Association in the UK. Look it up. It's a thing. No, it's it, it, there's no way. I, I've, <laughs> I've honestly I've, you know, never heard of that. I've, I, I know yes. that they used to do it a, a gazillion years ago because they didn't have gloves. But now that you have yes. gloves, okay, Ryan That's is so- efforting right now. He's going to the Google's machine. Ryan, what do you got? <laughs> the, the WBBA, World Bare Knuckle Boxing Association. See? I mean, there it is. But here's the deal you only go 17 rounds in Bare Knuckle. Just 17? Rounds. Only 17. <laughs> yeah. Only 17? How, how many minutes are in each yeah. round? Um, You know what? I, I don't know really. Because, see, in regular boxing, what is it, 10, it's 15 rounds or 13 Well, rounds? it depends on what remember. they agree to. I mean, I think you've seen some matches that are 12 rounds. Olympic boxing's well, yeah. three rounds. Well, I mean, you can get knocked out, too, in the first round and game over. Yeah. But um, it, they still do it, but it is banned from the U.S. Oh, it is. And here's the thing, it is. Like, they don't have an association or anything like that. If they're doing it, you're probably down on Southside bare-knuckle boxing. <laughs> but here's the thing. They said, when I was reading about it, they said the best way to hit is with the left hook. And in order for not to hurt, you need to brace yourself. <laughs> so each round, they are two minutes in length. Two minutes. Two so minutes. There you go. So there you go. 17 okay. rounds at two minutes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, 34 minutes it. of that. That's crazy. I know, but think about it. If you're, get, if you're getting a, a punch to the face, there's a lot of power in someone punching. Your face can't take that long of being punched. Think about it. No, I agree. You'd have a broken face. You'd have <laughs> a broken face. And who wants to have a broken face? Nobody not wants me. to. No, not at all. Not me. I'm in sales. I, I need my face. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But uh, anyway, you know, and speaking of sales, it's going to be kind of hard to sell anything today, isn't it? Yeah, well, a lot of our customers aren't. Unless you're in retail, a lot of them are off today. So I'm going to take the day and just relax and come in full force tomorrow. Oh, okay. So you're going to be like ready to work tomorrow on a short work week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many absolutely. days are y'all? How many days is sales taking off for New Year's? Three, four? Uh, actually, no. I'm not. I'll be. I'll be. You know, with the game time team in the morning. So I'll be there. I'll believe it when I see it. Ha 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 ha! All right. I will see y'all tomorrow. Well, go roll back over and take a nap. So there you go. It's <laughs> actually. All right. All right. See Bye, you later. Guys. That's uh, Stephanie from Sales. I didn't know that they did that. Have you seen that deal? And I've seen, here we go on the internet where they slap each other. Oh yeah, slap boxing. I have seen that. That is, it, come on, that's not right. <laughs> they just you know, 
and is it? I, I don't know the rules. I haven't paid much attention to it, but it's like they slap each other, open hand, by the way. And you know, is it to to somebody gives or something? Or yeah, it's like so. Right. It's not like they're circling in a ring or something. They have to stand there with their hands behind their back yes. and take it. Yeah. So I, I think you can win if like if the guy stumbles and you knock and then I've not, seen ladies out. do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they all do it. It's, it is, I'm like, why are you doing this? But they do. So anyway, that's great. Uh, Eight thirty six. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas, and we're glad you're with us on this Monday morning. We are presented by Alan Samuels and brought to you in part by our good friends over at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been serving Central Texas since 1943, and now in that brand new location at 2003 South Loop. 340. The new location features a huge showroom with over 2,000 items, including all the do-it-yourself uh, steel products that you need, such as bolts and nuts and washers and all those good things. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, uh, quality and reliable. Uh, that's that's the name. That's the middle name of Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Uh, quality and reliability. They, they, they've got it for you. Of course, they offer the best in metal roofing. They stock a large selection of a variety of panels and colors to ensure your satisfaction when picking out your roof. They also offer structural steel and pipe, uh, sheet, uh, sheet and expanded metal, culverts and gates. I mean, look, my point is they've got just about everything, if not everything, in the new location at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. And again, the Emery's are going to take great care of you. They have since 43. This is the fourth generation of, uh, of uh, the Emery's taking care of folks at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They still got the great location down at Bryan. Now the new location at Waco. They're open Monday through Friday, 730 till 5. Saturdays, 8 until noon. And, of course, you can check them out 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. Recently on Game Time, we welcome in Texas A&M University Commerce Coach Clint Dozell. That two older brothers at uh, one play baseball at Mary Hart and Baylor. Another brother, I jumped at Baylor. So just kind of want to do something different, get away from home. So uh, that's what you've been trained to do for years is, uh, is get out there and get your mind in the game and make new friends. And uh, that's what I'm doing here is another uh, opportunity and a great one at that. My old college, at, you know, when I was here it was 27 years ago, uh, a lot of happened since then. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central. Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. 
Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Your leader in high school sports. ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide. Searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no. A particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Lone Star Structures. Don't miss the year-end inventory reduction sale going on now at Lone Star Structures in Lot and Temple. Coleco Trib has named MCC Athletic Director Sean Trocom their Sports Person of the Year. She has led the Highlanders program since 2004. Former Baylor quarterback and assistant football coach Cotton Davidson has passed away at the age of 91. The Gaysville native was the fifth overall pick in the first round of the 1954 NFL Draft by the Baltimore Colts. Two weeks left of the NFL regular season, and only eight teams have been totally eliminated from the postseason. Golf Hall of Famer Kathy Whitworth has died at the age of 83. Her 88 tour victories include two wins at the LPGA event held at Lake Waco Country Club in 1970 and 1973. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, welcome back. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, 841. We are uh, 19 minutes away from 9 o'clock. The uh, Greeny Show coming up at 9. I'm just curious to see who's sitting in that chair. <laughs> One thing I know, and I don't know it for a fact because I haven't gotten an email, but I, I can pretty much assure you that Greeny's not going to be in that chair today. Yeah, probably not. So, uh, so John Morris at 3, Matt Mosley's at 4 here today uh, on the program. Uh, let's continue talking some Cowboy football. We'll swing it back around to Dallas football. Uh, you mentioned it uh, during the break, but um, Tampa Bay comes from behind last night, beats the fighting Arizona Cardinals, and they're just one win away from winning the NFC South. Correct. They host Carolina next week, and if they win that, then they clinch the NFC South, which will more than likely make them Dallas's first-round opponent in the playoffs. Yeah, because we'll, look, is Dallas totally out of the the NFC East picture? No, not not mathematically, uh, but let's be honest. Yeah, they're you know they got to win out. Eagles got to lose both of their games, and it's New Orleans this week, and then the Giants to close the season. And, and look, even with with Minshew at quarterback, I think they win both games. I don't think it's. I, I do. I mean, I think they could if they needed to or wanted to, they could rest. Uh, Jalen Hurts 
And, and look, they they should have won the game Saturday. Truth be known, if they don't if they don't turn the ball over, they win the game. And, and that's that's just the way it is. I mean, Dallas did not force a a punt from Philadelphia. Did not force a change of possession of any kind. Minus those four four turnovers until the last possession of the game. Which, you know, again, with all that in mind, would you have gone for it when the Cowboys thought of it? I think they really did genuinely think about it. Uh, Because, again, look, they they got a stat sheet. They know they hadn't stopped them. But if you score right there, if you score a touchdown right there, you're up two scores with a minute 41 to go in the game, you win the game. If you don't, you force them to go 50, 60 yards to get into field goal range to tie, and they got to go 95 yards to win. Well, and the likelihood of them going 95 against you with a minute 41 and one timeout with the backup quarterback, probably not likely, but I, I think it would have, I think they would have got into field goal range. And look, yeah. they, look at what they did. You kicked a field goal, went up six, forcing them to go win the game with a touchdown. Oh, they were in the Cowboys side of the field in two plays. Well, yeah. And they were down, what, around the 22-23 throwing for the end zone, and and they had four snaps at it mm-hmm. and, and didn't get it done. So w- would we be sitting here screaming bloody murder if the Cowboys had gone for it and didn't get it and then the Eagles go down and, and score and win the game? Probably so, but that's the beauty of second guessing. But at the time, I, I was thinking, you know what, I, – I, I don't blame you for going forward here because you hadn't stopped them. Yeah. Now they eventually did stop them. Yeah, right. When it up counted, a, up until that point, they had not stopped the Eagles. The Eagles had stopped themselves with the four turnovers, and you take it. You took full advantage of those turnovers. Good for you, but you had not stopped them. And that tells you how good this Philadelphia Eagles team is. You turn the ball over four times. You're minus three in the playoff di- or the. The turnover differential, and you only lose by six on the road. That that's incredible. I mean, they're a good team with a backup quarterback to boot. But with Gardner Minshew, he slid right into that quarterback spot, and he he controlled the offense. He he was he was pretty good for a backup. Best case scenario, the Cowboys will play the Eagles again in Philadelphia in what four weeks? So you got two more weeks of regular season. One then you yeah, in about a month. In about a month, the Cowboys could be playing Philadelphia for the third time. Do you like their chances? Whew. In Philadelphia in the playoffs. And that's assuming you beat Tampa Bay. Yep. In, in round one. Yep. And that's assuming, that, that's assuming everything goes chalk. But if it does, then in round two of the playoffs, the divisional round, you are on the road in Philadelphia in all likelihood. I can't say that I would like their chances, like their chances per se. I would think they have a good chance. For sure, because, I mean, they've already proven that they could beat beat this team. But, uh, but not with Jalen Hurts. Not with Jalen Hurts. They haven't proven that. Mm-hmm. But, they, but the Eagles didn't beat us with Dak Prescott. Didn't beat the Cowboys with Dak Prescott either. So, you, you, the, the two starters haven't played each other yet, so it's really hard to tell. No, I, I, I think just looking at these two football teams, the Eagles are a better football team. Yes. They have a better offensive line. They have a better defensive line. They proved it yesterday, or Saturday, rather. I thought that they were they were better. Minus the, and, and look, you can't take the turnovers away. I know you can't. But I, I, just from a simple eye test, if Philadelphia takes care of the football. They win. They win the game. Oh, yeah. 
they win the game, and I don't think it's close. I think it's a two- or three-score football game on the road. And that's what they've been doing all year to people. But they have a backup quarterback. He throws two picks. They have some exchange problems in the backfield. There's two fumbles. And Dallas says, you know what? Thank you very much and puts points on the board. Now, I know you can say, well, Dallas gave them a freebie. They did. Dak threw a horrendous pass, and it turned into six points. It was a a pick six, and he did. Uh, But four to one in the turnover ratio, you're you're a negative three, and you still are driving to win the game, and you're throwing to the end zone to win the game. I mean, it's (laughs) – it was scary. It was flat-out scary what was – you know, that's why I kept thinking, why didn't you – you know, I I really did. I would – I had no problem if they – if – if – if they would elect to have gone for it on that fourth down. Now, we have we and we never even talked about how we got to a minute and 41. First of all, Dak doesn't go out of bounds with 201. Stay in bounds. Stay in bounds. And then secondly, the next play is going to be the two-minute warning. So you got a free shot, really, because the, the clock's going to stop anyway, and he goes and lays, sits down. That's That's two errors right there. Doesn't somebody need to remind Dak, hey, look, the clock's going to stop anyway? You know, if, if you got a shot, take a shot at the end zone? I mean, doesn't somebody have to say, here's your yeah. situation? Dak's got to know what I think, but I think somebody on the sidelines got to remind him, hey, look, stay in bounds. Force, you know, we're trying to run clock here. Force the two-minute two warning here because you just gave Philadelphia free timeout by stepping out of bounds. And then you went and, and didn't throw the ball on the next play, which was going to be the two-minute warning. So uh, there was a lot of crazy things that went into that football game. But at the end of the day, end of the day, it's a 40-34 win. Cowboys win it. And, uh, and they're, they got 11 wins. And uh, Philadelphia's sitting there with 13 as we go into the final two weeks of the season. Uh, 849, this is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Bear Basketball. All season long, here on the home of the Bears. Baylor basketball back in action Wednesday, December 28th in the Farrell Center, hosting Nichols. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 7 p.m. tip-off on Wednesday, December 28th. This is the home of Baylor Bear basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guy. Searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no. A particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back with five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app. Banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. 
They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Morrison Gifts Waco's gift store since 1979 has your gifts for all occasions and just because. They feature local Texan and American-made products like John Hart leather bags and accessories, grandmother's buttons, antique button jewelry, big old key rings, candles, and don't forget the bath and body and their baby collection. They make custom gift baskets and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. That's Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Lone Star Structures. Don't miss the year-end inventory reduction sale going on now at Lone Star Structures in Lot and Temple. The Waco Trib is named MCC Athletic Director Sean Trocom, their Sports Person of the Year. She has led the Highlanders program since 2004. Former Baylor quarterback and assistant football coach Cotton Davidson has passed away at the age of 91. The Gaysville native was the fifth overall pick in the first round of the 1954 NFL Draft by the Baltimore Colts. Two weeks left of the NFL regular season and only eight teams have been totally eliminated from the postseason. Golf Hall of Famer Kathy Whitworth has died at the age of 83. Her 88 tour victories include two wins at the LPGA event held at Lake Waco Country Club in 1970 and 1973. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 8.53, we're seven away from nine. This is a Monday edition of the program. Tom and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Award with the day off. Uh, as we kind of wind things down again, the Greenie Show's coming up at nine today. Uh, John Morris at three this afternoon. Matt Mosley's at four. They'll uh, continue recapping Baylor football and, and, and Cowboy football. I just saw a, a flash up on the screen. Can How far can Dak take the Cowboys? But I think you had a great point during the break. It's how how does this defense recover with with so many stinking injuries right now? Yeah, and it's it's hard because you've already lost two of your starting corners on the year with season ending injuries, and you know you you had two guys in your front seven out out on Saturday with Vander Esch and the rookie Sam Williams. So if you get those guys back, I think that helps the pass rush a lot because you know when you're missing guys like that, it makes it easier to kind of key on an impact player like Micah Parsons. I'm sure he was probably getting doubled a lot of the game so it opens up pass rushing lanes for other guys like that so I think getting those two back hopefully next week if not then the week after will be huge and they kept moving Parsons around but I give Philadelphia credit they had stuff designed to get the ball out of the quarterback's hand quickly Mm -hmm. now they may have just you know disrupted him a little bit uh but you know look he was getting the ball out of his hands now I did I, I the one time they that they absolutely positively had to get a stop they did. Now, as you pointed out, in a couple of plays, the Eagles are across the 50-yard line. 
and, and they're driving and they're headed there and you're like, uh, uh, you know, there's no doubt they're going to go score. Right. But then, uh, when they, when they got down into plus territory, really deep down into plus territory, uh, they had, you know, the Cowboys kicked up some pressure and they, and they, and they forced him to, to make some errant throws and he threw the ball away a couple of times to, to prevent a sack. And, you know, that goes down as an, just a simple incompletion. But the truth of the matter is it was the pressure that kept him from completing the pass. And, and you got to give that front seven credit for that. Yeah. And those are, that's not something that goes on the stat sheet, no. you know, it's something, but it's just as impactful as anything else you can do. It's, it, it's huge. And that's what, that's been the strength of this Cowboys defense all season is that pass rush from the front seven. All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, and make way for the Greenies show. And again, John's at three, Matt's at four. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Many thanks to Jerry Hill. Uh, he did yeoman duty today. He uh, he hung with us for a couple of segments, and man, we appreciate it as we broke down football and and, and basketball and and recruiting and all kinds of fun stuff. So thanks to Jerry Hill for being on the program today. We'll uh, we'll do it again tomorrow morning at seven a.m. Have yourself a great day.